Blog Talk Radio. to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com starring world-famous animal communicator Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hey, everyone. I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic, and I can hear animals telepathically who are living now as well as those who are crossed over. I dedicate this show to teaching you and your animals how to understand each other better. Log on to thepetpsychic.com for all things animal communication. Go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com, Slash pet radio. And find today's post, put your animal's photo and your question in the comments section so we can see it while we're talking to you. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. The chat room is open. I'm your producer and co-host, Aiku Suhara. Welcome to the show. Oh, it's a great day for sure. I'm excited to talk to all these animals. I know. I can see there's a lot of calls. So I know. And I'm looking at the Facebook page. We got bunnies and dogs and cats. That's so cool. You know, I'm going to Japan um at the end of next week. For oh, okay. one week on vacation. Neat. And I am definitely planning to go to a Neko Cafe, which is the cat cafe. A cat cafe? Yes. Have you heard of this? What does that mean? Does that mean cats go to the cafe? <laughs> the cat cafe is a place where cats live, and then uh, you can go there because a lot of people who want you know want pets but are un- are unable to um, keep them in their homes, especially because you know they're really small houses and people can't keep animals and stuff in their homes um, because of the space issue. They have a cat cafe where they take, like, rescued cats, like just regular, you know, cats, and they live there. And you can go and have, like, tea or coffee and hang out with the cats. Oh, my God, how fun is that? I want to go to the cat cafe. Yeah. How cool is that? (laughs) I could could serve uh, tea or coffee in my house and call it the animal cafe. Yeah, you could. I bet you people would come over. <laughs> it would. I think it's like, yeah. I think that would. I really wish we could do that here, but we. I think their laws are different as far as, um, you know, food and beverage laws. So food like you can't have. Around yeah, around the cats. So there, they, you know, I guess it's they're okay, and they have all these rules like you have to wash your hands and you know, do all this stuff, of course. And they also tell you, like, if a cat's sleeping, don't touch it. Like, let the cats come to you. And they have really good rules, you know. I wonder, do you have to sign a disclaimer or, or like, a yes. when you come in, like, like if I get scratched, I will not? Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a disclaimer. It's like, if the cat scratches you, we will give you first aid, but we are not able to give you, like, cost, you know what I mean? They are not going to pay for medical yeah. bills. It says that on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> And you know so, what that's like, getting cat scratch fever. I've had cat scratch fever. I have. So, you know, you never know what happens. I want to go to cat cafe. You better take video so we can see it. I will. They also have a bunny cafe, and I think at the bunny cafe you can bring your bunny with you. So it's like a no dog park but with bunnies or something. Bean and I are on a plane. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Yeah, Beanie's been on a plane before. She hasn't been to a bunny cafe, but she's been on a plane. That's so awesome. Did she like it, or was it scary for her? Well, she's so funny. She The day before I was putting the little carrier that goes under the seat, you know, in her in her, in her her little room so that she would get used to it. And, like, like, late at night, the day before we leave for New York, she'd chew the hole through it. So <laughs> I was like frantically like trying to find out like how am I going to get this fixed right or like and like my friend was like call the shoe doctor so we, <laughs> we went to like the shoe doctor store like late at night so that he could fix Bean's carrier <laughs> but she 
she was as good as gold in the carrier. She didn't try to fight through it at all while we were on the plane. Oh, that's and she good. Well, take her out and hold her when we walk through the through the um, through security and everything. She was such a good girl. Was that when she first went to New York, or when she came back from New York? She bit it when we first went there. Poor Bean. I sent her to New York to go live with a friend and his daughter, and she just hated it. She, like, hated it. She was, like, screaming at me all the time, like, come back and get her. Poor I bet thing that's why after. she bit the uh, carrier. She didn't want to go. That she didn't, didn't want to go, right. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of scary for her to go, but she was fairly new to me, and she was really young, and, you know, I just was trying to, like, I thought his daughter is, like, the sweetest little girl and loves animals. I thought it was, like, a really good situation. But he yeah. was a smoker, so... She's like, I can't stand the cigarette smoke. <laughs> and then you had to go and get her from New York well, to yeah, California. After a year, I was like, I've got to go get her. And so <laughs> I went, I got her. And she was like, so happy. But she was so mad at me for the longest time. I think Aww. she still has resentment towards me, even though it's six years later. Wow. Oh, beans. I know, All right? right. <laughs> you know, it's like those things where people say, like, you never find a home better. Than, you know, I always tell rescue people yeah. who always say that. No one can ever find a home better than me, you know? Yeah. And I always say, yeah, there's homes out there. But sometimes, you know, I've got a bunch. I have three animals because I didn't think that anyone could be better than me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens. Oh, I know. <laughs> All right, let's get to some calls. Uh, yeah, so note to our audience, um, we do take as many calls as we can every show, so if you could just be patient with us. Um, if you don't need to be on the air, you can submit questions in the chat room. You can always email us at petpsychicradio.com. And you can be lucky for our mailbag reading, because once in a while we do a mailbag reading where we just choose the chat room from our email, and we do a reading on the air. Um, and it's kind of like a random quick reading. Uh, so our first caller today is Kim with Angel Girl, um, with Angel Girl suffering some from kidney failure and is recently been, uh, getting some injections. Uh, yeah. Tell us, Angel Kim. Hi. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Tell us about Angel Girl's condition. Okay. She is actually a very sweet, sweet, loving girl, just very affectionate and sweet and loving. And, well, now she's got stage 3 kidney failure. She's hyperthyroid. She's anemic, so she's getting EPO injections for that. She's on many, many different kinds of medications. So what I'm wondering is there's a way I can make her more comfortable when I'm giving her her sub-Q fluids. I heat the water up, you know, to what her temperature, I take her temperature first, heat the water up to that temperature, and then a bit above, so that we can have some, like, cuddle snuggle time before we have to do this. And I pick her up, head her to the table, she's just crying just horribly, grabbing onto me, hiding her head under my chin. Aww. It's just I feel so mean to such a sweet little girl. And I just and wonder, so, can I be more comfortable with this for her? Okay, let's ask her. You know, they start to feel like a pin cushion. They start to get that feeling of, like, being really bruised. Like their skin around and the muscles around where you give the injections gets a bruised feeling. So that's typically the, why they don't like to inject, why they start to not like it. But let's talk to her a little bit about about that. Hi, Angel. What do you want to say to your mom? She really wants to help you with the fluids. She wants to know if if there's a way for her to take them in a pill. No, honey. If not, you you know how you get your fluids. You know how you have the water and then it's a little bit heavy for a while. I feel like I needed another way. She says she likes it when the needle goes in more to the side. And I almost feel like you're behind her and then you're facing the needle towards her head. Does that make any sense? Yes. 
That's the best way, she says. Off to the side. She wants to know if she goes in the middle of the night, would you be upset to heaven? Oh, my gosh. Um, no. She Sorry. says the reason why she asked this, that there's a man with a big nose who says I can be his cat in heaven. And I'm not scared to go with him. I kind of feel like I'm an angel cat here or there. She says that she can put paw prints all over your face from heaven. Do you know what that means? Does she walk on your face? (laughs) When I hold her like a little baby, she's always feeling my face with her paws. Oh, so that's what she's (laughs) saying. So she's saying that if she went to heaven, she could do that from heaven. Aw. Wow. So sweet. <laughs> do you know who the man is with the big nose? My dad. Aw. So nice. Yeah, my mom and dad, when they were alive, spent a lot of time with her and her brother. Oh. She says she also likes a heated blanket. Okay, I can do that. Mom, I don't want you to worry about me. I love you, and love travels a long way. Aww. It's so sweet. Well, you'll have to call us back and let us know how she does with you doing the needle that way. I'm really curious about that. Yeah, and a heated blanket. Yeah, and a heated blanket. Know that your dad is around her. Yeah. Thanks, Kim. Oh, I like that. Love travels, what did she say, a long way? A long way. I know. She's so super cute. That's, that's, that's really beautiful. Okay, we are going to our guest now, who is Amanda from Hamilton Humane. And I am looking for her, and somehow I am losing my page. Sorry, Amanda, just yeah. a moment. I have to re, re reset my page. It's, like, stuck for some reason. Hey, here, I'll get her on. Hi, Amanda. Hello, how are you? Oh, great. Hey, Amanda, so tell us, um, uh, thank you so much, first of all, for being on our show, and tell us, where is Hamilton Humane, where are you located, and what kind of uh, rescuing do you do? Sure, and I actually have my executive director on with me. Her name's Rebecca Stevens, and she awesome. has kind of been the um, the catapult to this whole organization and getting it to be a no-kill organization, so I'm actually going to let her tell a little bit more about the shelter. Great. Hi there, how are you? Welcome. Thank you. Great. Um, the Humane Society for Hamilton County is located in Noblesville, Indiana. And as Amanda mentioned, uh, we are a no-kill facility but also open admission for our county. And one of the things that's probably the most unique about us as far as uh, being no-kill is that we are open admission, as I mentioned, which means we're also getting all of the animals in our community that have been hit by a car, They've been abused, neglected, part of an investigation case. So we're getting some of the most difficult to place animals here at our facility, and we are still proudly able to give most of them a second chance. So that's something that our team works very hard to do. Wow. And do you get most of your animals, they're all from Hamilton County, is that correct? The majority of them are from Hamilton County, either as strays or animals that are surrendered by their owners for whatever reason. But we also pull numerous animals from outside of our county, from area kill facilities in Indianapolis and other surrounding areas. We've also pulled uh, dogs from as far as Los Angeles, California, that were in kill shelters, southern U.S. Um, Mostly we are contacted regarding bully breed dogs and many of those that have gone through something pretty catastrophic, whether it be from an abuse dog fighting bait dog standpoint or have some sort of extraordinary health needs because that's one of the things our facility is very good at uh, helping 
those particular animals find homes. Wow. And have you found that the rehabilitation that is going on at your facility is, is working? We are. We're, uh, we place over 90% of the animals in our care into homes every year uh, with the majority of the remaining animals. That about 5% of them are just simply still waiting on January 1st, so it's not that they're euthanized. Uh, mm-hmm. We're only putting down a very small portion of animals that are absolutely not treatable in terms of having advanced cancer, for example, and the humane thing to do is simply to give them peace. Mm-hmm. Or there are a handful of, of dogs that we do get sometimes that are behaviorally just not able to be safely placed into the community. Uh, but if we can rehabilitate any any behavior, that is done. And uh, today we're going to be talking to Princess. I see a picture of her with a big old so smile. Cute. So cute. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about Princess and uh, her background. Well, Princess is a really unique case and, and one that has really stumped us because, as I said, you know, we, we actually have a really great track record in finding even the hardest to place animals' homes, regardless of their breed or behavior issues, medical needs, disability. And Princess has just been one of those dogs that we have we've struck out time and time again. We've had her in our care off and on since she was eight weeks old. And she is six years old at this point. And she spent some of that time, you know, a year in a home and then returned, another year in a home and then returned. And, and it's, you know, you've always been through no fault of her own, uh, you know, that she's ended up back with us. But regardless, she's that one dog that we've, we've really struggled to find uh, the right home for her. And it's even more difficult to understand when you read her history, which I assume you have there, but she's truly extraordinary in that she's a trained bomb detection dog through a military program here. She can do agility. She is, uh, loves kids, loves people of all ages. Her one downfall in what's been our issue in finding her home is the fact she needs to be an only pet. She's not good with other animals, dogs, or cats. And so finding a home for her where someone doesn't have another pet, especially for a pit bull, is pretty hard because those folks like us usually have several. So we're we're hoping that timing will be right at some point in the universe where someone has maybe lost a pet and now they don't have any and they're a bully breed lover and they're going to hear about her story and finally give her the the chance she deserves. Oh, so sweet. So let's talk to her and um, see what she has to say. And you mentioned something about, like, you felt like she is a little bit depressed. Do you feel like that is true, that she's not, not like, her mental state is not well? Yes. Uh, she, we work very, very hard to provide a good enrichment program for her. Yeah. She's got volunteers who love on her and walk her every day, but still she lives in a room. She lives in a visiting room uh, that's, you know, really small, and that's those four walls, I think, are getting to her. She sometimes mm-hmm. stares off into space and zones mm-hmm. out, and you can just tell that she is sad, that she's bored, and she's uh-huh. being in, in this place. So we maybe worry maybe about... What we could, maybe what we could ask her, too, is, like, what could you do to sort of to give her a little bit more... Um, like, what else would she want in her environment now might be a good question also, just to sort of while she waits for her new home. I know you're probably doing sure. a lot. <laughs> but um, but maybe it's something really simple. Um, okay, let's get Princess. She is here and excited to be. Oh, good. Hold on one second. Let's get her. She says that she wants to say thank you. She says sometimes when she comes back to the shelter that she feels like she's coming home. Sometimes she's been in other places, and it just hasn't felt right. And then when I go there, the love feels right. But I also am getting depressed because I'm getting really bad headaches. She says she's feeling a really sharp pressure in her head. She says sometimes when she opens up her mouth, her jaw hurts. Okay. 
she says sometimes when she's swallowing, she doesn't feel like she's swallowing everything. So now I cannot diagnose her because I'm not a veterinarian, but I can tell you some things that um, other animals, when other animals have mentioned this, of what it could be, right? So, um, so sometimes, like, it could be that her atlas is out or her neck is out, like she just needs a chiropractic session, where um, sometimes it gets thrown out at the base of the skull, and all she would really need to do is a hard tumble. I know she doesn't play with other dogs, but, like, another way is, like, if she got T-boned by another dog, um, and that could throw that out and sort of give that cause of, like, a headache and also that feeling of not being able to open that jaw. Um, okay. Another thing that it could be is, like, a ear infection or a tooth infection or something. Okay. She says she does also feel sore a little bit in her shoulders. Oh, the other thing that could cause that is, like, a food allergy, like, if she's on like a grain or a corn or sometimes chicken or lamb will do that to pets. Also, but not necessarily that jaw feeling. That's more like the headache feeling. Okay. She says she also doesn't feel as stimulated. Well, she definitely has a headache because she says like, even if you're trying to, like, engage her with, like, the training that she does know, that she's having a hard time sort of focusing because she feels that pressure in her head. Okay. And you said it's in the side of her head? Um, yeah, like, it's kind of like, you know when you have a sinus headache and you hurt, like, in your temples? Yeah. It's kind of there in, like, the pressure behind her eyes. Like, it feels very much like a sinus headache which would be like allergies typically, but then that feeling of not being able to open the jaw and the swallowing to be a little bit strange, that sounds like maybe she is like out in her atlas or her neck, like a chiropractor could help her with that. Okay. Um, but I would check her teeth also, but I'm sure you probably know what's going on inside her mouth, but I, it wouldn't be a bad thing just to take a look at that. We will definitely do that. She's definitely broken a tooth before playing with her toys, so we'll take a look. Oh, yeah, so maybe there's something. Yeah, that could cause that feeling if there's, like, nerve damage underneath there. We'll have it looked at, absolutely. Yeah. She's also saying that she feels really special, and she's never felt not special. And that if she's at a home that doesn't love her, she always feels like when she goes back to you guys, she's going back to where with someone special. I think that's really important. I think that's like shows a lot about your organization and the volunteers there and the people who are interacting with her, that she still has a solid foundation of love, that even when she's in a home and she's not loved as much as we all would like her to be, she does know that there's somewhere that loves her and that will take her back. I think that's really complex that she realizes that I mean I guess because she's been returned so many times she's had that pattern so she knows that that to be true but the fact that she holds on to that is really special it is and, that, and that's really not a surprise she's honestly spent more of her life here with us than I think she has in a home and she has oh. quite the base here and volunteers that are just incredibly dedicated to her and that mm. love her deeply so that's great to hear mm. Yeah, I would love to hear when you if you find out what it was that's causing that issue because I wonder if that's just the issue of her unhappiness, you know, and not really your the facility or where she's at. Because she says, because I feel pretty strong in love. Well, we love her very much. Yeah. Uh, thank you for everything that you do and for taking such good care of her. And I wait, she wants to say something else. I do want a home, though. <laughs> well, we want her to have one. Can you tell her if she would just get along with other dogs that this would be so much easier? Did you hear, Princess, that if you get along with other dogs that this would be so much easier for you? And do you know how to do that with your licking and yawning and your blinking your eyes and looking and looking away? So whenever you're stressed, you do those things. And that's going to help you communicate with yourself and calm yourself down and then communicate with other dogs. 
really important that you do that. And sometimes when other dogs have their mouth closed and they're staring at you, they might just be nervous. It doesn't mean that they're being aggressive, okay? Because if you get along with other animals, it could help you finding a, a home. And you could go to agility training and people could feel really safe taking you places where other dogs might be. Kind of will open up your whole world. You got that she says sometimes it depends on. She says sometimes it depends on her person and her handler who she's with. She says well, that's she very feels, true. Yeah, she feels like she has someone who's really sort of like dog savvy and confident. She feels more confident to get along with other dogs. She says it doesn't matter if they're man or woman. She likes young energy. Like, it almost looks like 20s, 30s. Well, she gets that from me. <laughs> so great. Aww. Tell them all that I want a home. We know it. And I like, We're working. And I like doing my exercises. She does still like to be trained, but you knew that. Oh, I sure hope she gets a home. You know what? It's probably just the right person is going to find her and just love her forever the next, you know, 10 years of her life. Well, we hope so. We hope it comes yeah. sooner than later. She's six years old, and, um, you know, we just want her to to be in that home while she's still healthy and playful and can enjoy her life. Mm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. We really thank appreciate you for it. Us. Yeah, for everything that you do. It's like really a great service to the animals and a great passion of yours. Thank you. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for what you do. Okay, you guys do well. All right, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, everybody, that was Hamilton Humane, and you can find them at their website, which is hamiltonhumane.com. And their Facebook page, you can find that link on my Facebook page, which is Pet Psychic Radio, um, or you can go to www.facebook.com, Hamilton Humane, and you can find them there as well and like their page. Um, and you can also see Princess on my uh, website, thepetpsychic.com, and also on our Facebook page, and let's spread the word about Princess and see if we can get her adopted and get her in a great home. Okay, I think we have lost I. And so I am going to the next caller. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. So our next, sorry, guys, I'm having a difficulty. Our next caller is, Sean, who is having, uh, Sean with Bodhi, who's having major separation anxiety. Uh, and let's find out where is Sean and Bodhi. There they are. Uh, so, Sean, tell us a little bit about Bodhi. Um, what does he look like and uh, what's been going on? Yeah, um, Bodhi is a Norwegian Buhund mix or Buhund. I'm not sure how you pronounce that. Um, but I adopted him about a month ago from a shelter here in Los Angeles. And uh, he's the sweetest dog in the world. Um, he seems to get along extremely well with other dogs and other people. Uh, but over the past month, uh, he just constantly follows me everywhere, and he will not let me out of his sight. And I have to leave, of course. Uh, my home and leave him here and I've been crating him when I do that and even when I'm here so he can get used to the crate but he barks constantly while he's in the crate and uh, the reason I know is because uh, the, the woman that was next door to me she can hear him and he just barks and barks and barks and I just want him to know that uh, I'm not leaving I am going to come back and I'll never leave him Okay, and so, Sean, does he um, do that if you leave him out of the crate? No, he, he doesn't bark at all. He doesn't make a sound. He doesn't bark at other dogs when we're walking. No, I or, mean, I mean, if you oh. left the house and he was not in the crate, would he still yes, bark? I, I've tried that too, Laura. Um, I have uh, left him outside of the crate. 
walked mm-hmm. away, and uh, he started barking, and I would walk away for about 10 minutes and come back, and he would be barking. Mm, okay. Okay, so let's get him. It's good to talk to you, Sean. Let's get good him to and, talk to you. And, um, and see what we can do about his stuff anxiety. Okay, Bodie, I'm so glad you got a new home and you're happy with your new dad. But dad needs to leave sometimes. There are sometimes when dad can't take his doggy with him. She says he hates it when you leave. His stomach is turning inside and out. And he gets a really bad dizziness, which is probably just his heart giving him anxiety or embarking so much. I want to see him all the time. Do you know what, though, Bodie? You're not going to be able to see Dad all the time. Sometimes Dad needs to leave, and then he will come back. And is there anything that Dad can do while you're in the house by yourself to make yourself feel more confident? Do you remember the licking and the yawning and the blinking of your eyes? And all the doggies that I know, and my doggies too, they all have to stay home alone. But that, like your house, is an extension of dad, right? So you should feel safe there because that's where dad always comes back to. But I feel like I don't know when. I'm not sure when he's coming back. Well, Sean, you can tell him, right, like how long you'll be gone. Okay. Okay. Okay, dad's going to picture in his mind how long he's going to be gone so that you know how long he'll be gone. He said he always wants food and water in his dish when you leave. Okay. That's interesting because um, uh, most dogs when they're in that state, they don't want to eat. But it's interesting. It's almost like dogs like who have been left alone for too long or for days, they would have the experience of not having food and water. He has been eating a lot. Yeah. And yes. I'm just like, yeah, I've made sure that I have food for him all the time. And uh, he just eats. He's got a healthy appetite. He also Mm. has the opportunity of becoming a companion dog for me. And I just wanted to let him know that because uh, uh, I'm thinking about getting him trained for that. I think that's where I'm supposed to be. That's true, Bodie, but even if you do that with Dad... You still need to learn how to be home alone. You need to learn how to be confident alone and to know that that's your home, that's your safe area. You just get up on the couch and lie down. Can you go out on the couch? He's lying on the couch right now, yeah. Yes. Do you just get up on the couch where you are now and you just lie there and go to sleep, okay? And you just wait for Dad to come back. Or maybe Dad could leave some music on and you could listen to some music. Or you think about the things that you've been learning and you lick and you yawn and you blink your eyes. And Dad won't be scared. No, Dad's got things to do. He's got things he needs to do. (laughs) Does he want me to come with him all the time? I'm sure he would love for you to come with him, and maybe you're going to get trained to do that, but you still need to learn how to be home alone. Okay, I want you to remember licking, yawning, blinking your eyes, and curling up on the couch and just waiting and learning to feel comfortable in your home. It's really cool that you have a home like that. And even if something happens to Dad, Nancy could come back and find you. So you're always going to be taken care of. There's never going to be any time where where you're going to be left alone for too long. I promise you. I think maybe Dad needs to tell me this every time he leaves. Okay. So, okay, so one of the things that you want to do when you talk to him is you want to try and stay away from negatives, like saying, like, I'm not going to leave you. You won't be left alone. Because okay. what happens is they, they pick up the, the feelings and the, the images that we have in our minds. And so okay. when we say you're not going to be left alone, we picture them being left alone. Now, yeah. every now and then on this radio show, you will hear me doing that. But my, I'm so skilled in telepathy that I can bypass those actual words with the strong image and the strong feeling. So 
So if I make a mistake and say that out loud, know that that is a mistake and that you should not copy me. <laughs> okay. Um, so, but if you could think about the positive, like you can say, like, I understand that you get nervous because you have this feeling that you're going to be left alone, but I promise you I will always come back. And, okay. um, and when you're left alone, what I want you to do is lift and yawn and blink their eyes because anyone who knows, anyone who's ever had anxiety, you don't know what to do in that state. Like, what do, where do I do with my body and what do I do with my attention? And, and that's something that we can put the power in them and tell them what to do. And if we okay. create that image over and over in our mind, then they'll be able to mimic it. So okay. Like, even, like, if you're falling asleep at night and you're just, like, hanging out with him on the couch or wherever you are, you can say, like, okay, now sometimes when I leave you and picture yourself leaving, this is what I want you to do until okay. I have to come back. And as you probably know, I mean, this is like step anxiety 101, you want to make leaving the house not a big deal. So no coddling him, no hugging okay. him, lots and lots and saying, you'll be okay. You want to just stroke him. You want to be really confident and leave. And then when you come back, you don't want to, like, get down on the floor with him and, like, make a big deal out of you being home no big deal. You just came home. And I mean, even the, you know, dogs would not step anxiety are going to be really exciting when you get home, but the calmer you are at that time, the more confident he's going to be. So just long strokes and a quiet nature and like whisper when you talk to him, that will help. Okay. Okay. And let us know how he does. I will. I appreciate it so much. Sure. Thanks for calling Sean and Bodie. Bye Bodie. Bye Bodie. Uh, that's an interesting um, tip about coming home and leaving and not making that a big deal because I didn't really think about that or know about that. Oh, and really? uh, yeah, I just never thought about it. I'm just naturally when I leave and when I come home, I just naturally don't make a big fuss. And yeah. I've noticed that I always, you know, um, when I'm home, dogs. Like, just like, like home. and then so, he comes home so he makes I, a bigger we deal really hear, we can't hear you because you're breaking up unfortunately uh, let's go to our next call poor I I'm telling you I is like has a um she has like a degree in sound engineering and she's like <laughs> she's like knows what she's doing but I think it's like her psychicness or something when she gets on Skype on Pet Psychic Radio like her her um, connection is always messed up, and she's, like, on it throughout the week. And she, um, she like, so I don't know what's going on with her. I think that she's becoming more telepathic, and she's elevating, and it's throwing off her systems when she's on the show. <laughs> so I'm sorry for our technical difficulties, but I want to blame it on, on I's uh, psychic phenomenon than I do her equipment or her knowledge on on how to take care of the sound. Okay. Working. Does this sound crazy? What, what did you say? Does this sound crazy? Does Hello, check crazy? Do I sound crazy like all breaking up yet? Not right now you don't, but you kind of go in from being pretty good to, to going, you know, See, all crackly. It's so weird. It's, totally an internet connection problem and I just can't I don't know what to do um, I should probably no, just but talk it's to not you. an internet connection problem because it happens whether you're at your your house or your mom's house that's true <laughs> I don't know I don't know what to say alright well let's let's get to our next caller because um, the next caller is a bird and I love talking to birds me too so, Carrie has Gracie the bird. Uh, what's going on with Gracie? Hi. So um, I got Gracie last night. I brought her home, and she has Hi. not ventured out of her cage. She's retiring here uh, mm-hmm. with Jasper and Bowser. Um, and I know she's really stressed. And I'm just wondering if there is something I can do to make her a little more comfortable in her adjustment did, did, to being here. Did you post a picture of her by any chance? Did I what? 
Did you post a picture of her? I did. I posted it last week. It's right next to the video of Bowser and Jasper. Oh, I'm going to have a hard time finding that from last week because I'm going to have to scroll too much. But so tell me, tell me, um, what does she look like? Um, when I went into photos, it was really easy. All your photos came up in rows, and she was there on, on the Facebook page. But she is an Amazon Lord's parrot, and she's about somewhere between 30 and 40 years old. Oh. And she has no feathers except for on the tips no, of her wings and her head. She has no feathers? No feathers and except for, and, except for and on her what, head. And so what kind of parrot, like how big is she? She's a medium-sized parrot. She's smaller than an African gray, but she's still like in the medium-sized range. So she's okay. got a little red crust about her, above, her, um, above her beak and yellow underneath her eyes, and then the rest of her is green. She's got one solo green feather out of her, her tail feathers. Um, and oh, she's picked cute. her feathers probably her whole life. Aww. Okay. Oh, yeah, I found her. Okay, and so okay. we want to uh, ask her. And so did you say you just took her home, and what exactly do we want to ask her? Um. Is there anything I can do that will make her a little bit feel more comfortable here? I know she's really sad. She did come from a good home. It's not that she came from a bad home. It's just they can't have her anymore. And, okay. uh, and I said I could love her here. Um, so I'm intending to keep her for the rest of her okay. life here. Okay. Let's get her and see how she's doing. Gracie, honey, you've got a home for life now. This is going to be your new home for life. She says she needs something to bury her head. She says she wants like a little nest that she can go in and snuggle. It looks cloth or felt or something. It's like you know, I bought her a. Uh, I, they've got these really cool um, uh, those pile type material tents, and I've got a little one for Jasper. And I bought a big one for her in her cage. But she hasn't come out of the – I can't put my hand in there. I'm pretty sure I'll get bit. <laughs> so I yeah, refuse so, to do that. So, but so she's until she comes in out of – she's in her little carrier cage and she won't come out. So until she comes out of her carrier cage, I can't introduce her to the bigger cage that has the, 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 the tent for her, the, the oh, fleece tent. Listen, Gracie, what you need to do is you need to come out of your carrier cage – because your new mom has a much bigger cage for you. And in that bigger cage is just what you're looking for. So you need to come out. You need to trust your new mommy. And you need to come out. And you need to let her put you in your bigger cage. And maybe mom can show that cage to you in your carrier cage. So you can go on out and go in there. Yeah, I yeah, want to be She's got all sorts of new toys and everything there. Yeah, I like mirrors. She likes mirrors. Okay, I don't have a mirror yet for her. I just got one for the other bird, but not for she her. I didn't find a big enough one. Also, like, she likes music, like music that has very, like, dancey piano. Okay. I need to tell my new mom something else. I like to be covered at night. It's very important. I don't like to feel like I'm exposed. And also I want to tell her, will I get my feathers back? I don't know. I don't know either. Like my bird, her feathers were plucked out by another bird. She's a big, she's a blue and gold parrot. And her feathers yeah, on her more. tail were plucked by. And the vet told me that those feathers will never come back. But she actually mm. has had more feathers come back. But... She will be bare. So I don't know right. with her. You know what, Gracie? I don't know with you if your feathers will come back, but you're still beautiful. Your feathers don't need to come back in order to be beautiful. She says she misses them. She says she yeah, was in a high-stress environment. Uh, when she was little? or She says with the voices it was highly stressed. I don't know if they 
you know them well? I think maybe they might have, like, argued. Maybe. I know it's been a little rough the last couple of years, but she's, like I said, she's been picking her feathers for probably 22 years. It was high stress, she said. Listen about my feather plucking. It's not me. I'm a happy bird inside. I just needed the right environment. Isn't that interesting? Huh. So It's so interesting to me that she's so, like, adamant about that. One of the things is I wonder, you didn't, like, her people are still together. Were they a couple? Yeah, well, her, so the original story is that um, her, I don't know who the first people were that bought her originally, but they took her to this woman vet um, to see if she could do something about the plucking of the feathers. And she said, sure, and after 10 days, couldn't do it. So she tried to give the bird back, and they said they didn't want her. So this vet woman has had her for the last 20 years, but she just recently died. So then she went down to the daughter, and it's the daughter. I don't know if she's had her for a couple months or two years or how long, but... Um, That's so interesting. I don't know, but somebody in her lifetime might have had this feeling like, like I would be happy if I was happier if I was in a different environment, because mm. she sort of has that feeling in her. Like, and sometimes they get that feeling embedded them. One, it could be that she's come up with it herself, and maybe it's the truth. She'd be happier if she was in a better environment. But it could also have been like a, a big feeling of somebody in her past that they had that feeling, and so she had then lived in that environment and felt like she took that on herself. But the neat thing is, is now she's not in that environment, and and maybe she'll, like, really flourish with you. Will you ask her if she feels like this is the right environment for her, how she feels just, you know, I know she's only been here for a very short yeah. time, and we're going to make a longer appointment, but just... Yeah. She says, I feel like I could do okay, but I don't know yet. Okay. I mean, I'm not even in my big cage. Okay, I want you to know, Gracie, you've got to be really brave so you can go out and into that big cage, okay, and start getting used to your new environment, okay? Your mom's a little bit scared to put her hand in there because she thinks you might bite her. Can you just bring the portable cage up and open it and let her go in the big cage herself? Well, her portable cage is open, so I'm going to move it right now. Um, and... Uh... And just hold it up to the big cage and let her just see if she can, will go in herself. Okay. Hey, Gracie, honey, just walk into the cage yourself, honey. You've got to just keep that great. And not be your new home for a while. Okay, Mom's going to do her best to make your life perfect. So, Carrie, call us back and let us know how this goes, goes with uh, Gracie. We want the update. I most definitely will. I All right. I most definitely will. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. That was Carrie and Gracie. Do bird feathers grow back? Is that a weird, dumb question? I don't know anything about birds. Do birds do what, did you say? I said, do their feathers grow back? Oh, yeah. So, like, like, I think sometimes their feathers can grow back. But the vet told me about Timora's feathers that they will never grow back. So... Mm -hmm. Though since the vet told me that, Seymoura has had more feather growth. But it might have something to I have no idea, really. But it might have something to do with age. Like maybe I at see. a certain age or mm-hmm. is that their feathers don't grow back or something. I don't know. But, um, but okay. how deep they pluck them. I don't, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, our next caller is Donna with Katie, a seven-year-old black and brown cat. Uh, she did do a and she's now not using her litter box since there is a new foster cat in the home. Uh, Donna, tell us, uh, did, did this uh, start when the foster cat came? Yeah, hi, Laura. Um, I spoke to you, I was on the radio with you about eight months ago. I had Katie and Nikki, the foster from New Jersey. I don't know if you remember, we had a private mm-hmm. session. Yeah, and, I do remember. Yeah, and Katie was just freaked out when, when this 
kitty, the new foster kitty, came in to live, and um, she wasn't coming out from under the furniture. She wasn't using her litter box. She was just totally freaked out. She wouldn't look me in the eye and snuggle with me anymore. So I've not been able to get a home for the foster kitty, but Katie has seemed to have calmed down with her quite a bit, and they could both stay in the same room. There's no fighting. But Katie is still not using the litter box. Like She'll go next to it or on the pads that are underneath it or around it or under my dresser. But she's... And I don't understand why she's still doing that. I, the, the kitty, the foster kitty, has its own litter box upstairs. So it's not like she doesn't like the smell of that in the litter box that's downstairs. So I just don't know what's going on. And okay, I'd also well, like to know if, I also wanted to know if it would be okay to adopt Kitty now, that she feels better with her. Oh, okay. So, Katie, honey, it's good to talk to you again. Katie, would it, why don't you go into the bathroom in the litter box? It's so gross, you going outside the litter box. It's really gross for Mom to clean it up, and it's cat smells, and it's sticky, and it's really yucky. Why don't you just go in the litter box? I don't like that litter at all. She says it sticks inside her paws, and then it tracks with her. I don't like it. What kind of litter is it? Um, the best cat litter or something? Yeah, world's best. That's a good cat world's litter. World's best cat litter. Yeah, you got a really good cat litter, though. It's a really, really good cat litter. I think you just need to get used to it. It's normal to track a little bit of litter outside of the box. That's normal. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. <laughs> I got used to not going in the box, and I thought this is much better. What if Mom put, like, a pee pad in the litter box? Would you prefer that? What do you think about that, Donna? Would you do that? What is that? If you put, like, a pee pad in the litter box instead. Um, I'll do whatever works. What if Mom so tried a pee pad in the litter box instead of the litter? Would you go in, Would you do that instead? I think maybe I would because I think a lot about litter and I just don't like it. Does she go in there to poop though, Donna? She, um, sometimes she does. She'll pee and she'll poop in there. And then sometimes I'll find some hard stool underneath the dresser when she's lent a different time. So I'd say she's probably 60-40 on going 60%. The rest not. See, you are using it, sweetheart. Please just use it 100% of the time. Okay, it's just what cats have to do. Okay, it's just what cats have to do. Do you like, we're going, you're going to, what do you think about keeping kitty now? What do you think about it? I think it's fine with me. I mean, it's really no bother. She's a good friend now. She says she thinks back to that time when Kitty first came, and I thought, you're different and I was different. And now we're both different in a good way. Kitty thinks I'm the coolest cat ever. (laughs) And now I think I'm the coolest cat ever. (laughs) She says that she thinks it's really good bonding. Good. Good. Glad, Katie. Now go to the bathroom only in the litter box, okay? <laughs> People have to go in the toilet. Cats have to go in the litter box. All right? You don't see mom going on the side of the toilet or next <laughs> to the toilet. Okay? Go in the litter box. Okay, I hear you. Well, we'll cross our fingers and knock on wood on that one. You'll have yeah, to call us back. All right. Thanks, Donna. Um, what about Funny. you? Two litter boxes. They should get like maybe one with the litter and one with the pee pad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. See, you know what is so funny to me when people call in and they say to me like, "Oh, my cat is peeing right next to the litter box," and they're like really mad that their cat is peeing right next to the litter box or pooping right next to the box. Yeah. And I think to myself, "Oh my gosh, you would." 
I had hundreds of clients that would die for their cat to just pee next to the litter box because their cats are <laughs> peeing all over the place. They're yeah. all over the place. And they would be like, oh, yeah, fine. Poop, poop or pee right next to the litter box. That would be fine with me. <laughs> Thank so God funny. I've never had that problem, though. Sarah yeah. Pina, when she first got here, she used to poop, like, right by the door, but she got over it really fast. Hmm. Well, yeah, that's the worst is pee is not good, you know. It's oh, really gross. Oh, the cat pee. Oh, yeah, you know yeah. cats like that, you. Yeah, I really do <laughs> to get it. My cat just for our etiquette. Hi, you're cool. breaking up. We don't hear you. No. <laughs> yes, we don't hear you. That's what's so funny about your sound, too, is, like, sometimes we hear you and sometimes you don't, so it's not consistent. That's why I'm wondering if you're putting out some, like, psychic vibe at that time. I'm not. <laughs> okay. Now I hear you fine. So, should we do Stormy's Words of Wisdom? Sounds good. All right. Storm's asleep, everyone. I'm going to wake them up. Stormy. Stormy. Hello? Hi. We've got Stormy's Words of Wisdom. Are you ready? Are you ready for Words of Wisdom? Lock your eyes. He says he's got to tell a lot of people a lot of things. What is that, honey? you got to do something you enjoy in life. I don't care how depressed you are. I don't care how tired you are. I don't care how sick you are. You just get up and do something you love. Even if you have to make it up. You could go for a walk. You could go for a swim. You could go pet some horses. You could go out with a friend. But if you're feeling depressed, you better move your booty. (laughs) Great advice. That is a true word of wisdom. I wonder who he's talking to because I'm not feeling depressed, and it doesn't sound like I is feeling depressed. And so um, there might be somebody out there in the audience who's listening, who Stormy's picked up on, and he's trying to give you advice. Yeah. So. Okay. I think I has disappeared again. So, I know. So, everyone, um, tune into the Pet Psychic Radio Show next week to talk to the animals. And until then, go to thepetpsychic.com for more tips on animal communication as well as a private consultation with me. I also talk to deceased people and I talk to babies. I can talk to your higher self. And um, I've been doing some really cool things. Like some people are calling in and we're talking to like Edgar Allan Poe and some other famous famous poets. And um, I spoke to Van Gogh. And so a lot of people are calling in with all different types of requests on who to talk to. So um, feel free to set up a consultation just if you want to talk to people in history or animals in history. I got an email from someone from about Lincoln's dog, and I thought maybe on one of these Pet Psychic Radios we could talk to Lincoln's dog, President Lincoln's dog. Okay, and also remember to go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash petpsychicradio, and like that page, and, and then go to notif- right under like, Click on like, and then you can get get notifications and click on get notifications so that um, we pop up in your feed. And so you know what's going on and what the animals are saying in my life. And uh, if you're not following us on Twitter yet, please do so at at the Pet Psychic. And we will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Talk to the
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 